Hi there. Who I am are not, you? I am not Loren McNabb. <laughs> Welcome back to your own show. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Many I, thanks to you. Many thanks to Loren McNabb for stepping in the last... Not a month removed after stepping away from the start to take on the role of La Productora, executive producer for 680 CJOB. She's pulled back in because McGarry thought he had a cough. That's just a cough. It'll go away eventually. Mm-hmm. No. Pneumonia. <laughs> so you're going to hear. You just maybe could hear it just now. I'm going to be wheezy for a couple of weeks. The doctor said, you know, 48 hours, take the meds. That'll remove the infectious component, but you're not going to be, you're not going to sound or feel great for a couple of weeks. So we're not talking the Jeffersons. We're not talking wheezy Jefferson. We're talking, you're going to be wheezy on the air. Yeah. 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 So do you feel okay though? Like that's exhausting. I've had, I've had pneumonia, I think just once one, what once for sure. I know that I had it and it was absolutely exhausting I uh, would have been, I don't know, 18, 19 years ago. Okay. You must be wiped, man. Uh, well, it, it was tiring because, like, so the, it started early last week. I just, it started off with this weird little dry cough, and then it became kind of a deeper cough, but that's all it was. It was just a cough. And, uh, but by Monday, it was, uh, it, it was a really deep cough. And that's when the train didn't just divert to a different track. I could feel it like it just careened right off the cliff as that day progressed because I kept coughing. I was coughing more and it became this deeper cough, but it was a, like nothing was coming. Nothing was moving. So like everything hurt, even like to the point where like sort of my top level stomach muscles, I don't have abs. They're 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 under you there do somewhere. Now. <laughs> That's what. Yeah, they were so sore because they were getting such a workout. They're like, hold on, what are you? You don't exercise this part of your body ever. So <laughs> Brett's yeah, gonna hurt. be walking around with his shirt off later on because he's now he's got a six pack from all the coughing he's been doing. So it, it did hurt, and it was that was tiring. But the pills helped, and uh, big big thanks by the way to the uh, the minor illness and injury clinic on court. And I was oh. my appointment was eleven thirty on Tuesday. By 12.10, I'd already had a chest x-ray. I was assessed by a nurse immediately. They sent me next door to the ch- get a chest x-ray. Before you saw the doctor? Yeah. And the, the, the x-ray tech was super nice and super friendly to me. Great bedside manner. He went, he's, uh, there was one point he said, Kate, okay, I'm going to get you to turn, and uh, I want you to do the Macarena. You know, put your hands up, like a half Macarena. <laughs> put your hands up on your head. And I thought... That's pretty And he was much younger than I was. And I said, you know the Macarena? He's like, yeah, man, haven't you been to a wedding in recent years? I'm like, no, I didn't know they still did the Macarena. Well, we're still doing the bird dance 50 years later. So I guess it stands to reason that the Macarena may have survived. Did everybody survive yesterday? What a crazy turn in the weather. Great to have you back, Brett. We have tickets to give away for Valentine's Day. Winnipeg Jets, San Jose Sharks. And today's question has to do with something that happened to one of Greg's possessions yesterday. Greg? I don't know why everybody was freaking out. But I had message after message. You left your phone here. You left your phone. Why are you sending me a message if I left my phone? How do you think I'm getting the message? Well, I guess... A lot of you know that I carry two phones, one with my work email and one with my 
private stuff on it. I left my work phone behind. I left it right here sitting where it's sitting right now. It created all sorts of uh, apparently interesting radio. I'm not sure because my son apparently got a text message from his grandmother that said, uh, don't expect a call from your dad. He's lost his phone. So half of Winnipeg knew I'd lost this phone yesterday. I would play some audio, some ridiculous audio from Jim Toth's phone uh, from his show yesterday. Uh, but it's it's all. It's just, l- listen, listen to this. And my AirPods, I can do the same thing. Oh, and and I've with, looked for your AirPods yes, in the past. You have. And, and what's with this and mess my that wallet you left? As well. You know what? It just evolved. Conversation. The point is I lost my phone. I was fine with it. Because I have the Find My Phone app on my other phone. I knew exactly where it was. I appreciate everyone's concern, but uh, at the end of the day, not a big deal. But if it was my primary phone, that would have been an absolute disaster. See, when I do Jets at Noon, I sit right in that seat, and I notice that you'd forgot your phone, and I just moved on with my life. I didn't care. Good. I think good for you, but now I'm wondering. I went, oh, looks like Mackling forgot his phone here. And then I just carried on with the show. Mm-hmm. I was more concerned about you uh, forgetting your Yeti for your for your tea. I thought that would have been a bigger blow. But again, I just didn't say anything. Because why would I text somebody that they lost their phone when they couldn't receive that text message in the first place? Why would I email that person that they've forgotten their phone when they can't even receive that email? So there you go. Voice of reason, Camp Waitress. So I just didn't say anything and said, not my problem. <laughs> uh, so 204-780-6868. Have you ever lost your phone? Tell us a story for a chance to win those Jets tickets. We'll pick a winner at 9.15. Let's go around the horn here. Why don't we start in Master Control, Tyson Rewicki, and for Jeff Forte. Well, I'm actually pretty lucky. I've never personally like misplaced my phone where I can't find it, but... I have caused a few phones to lose their lives, unfortunately. And the worst one was... <laughs> to on, lose their lives? Yeah, to, to cease to work anymore after I, I I was in the bathroom. And you know, I was just doing my business, checking my phone. What were you doing, Tyson? Is this okay for radio? I was just, I was just uh, taking a leak. Jeez, <laughs> oh, you guys. <laughs> and Everyone goes to the bathroom, all right? And I was on my phone just... Just scrolling through X. This is a couple of years ago. It was called Twitter then, and I just dropped it right in the toilet bowl. <laughs> and that that was it for that phone. It was it was done after that. It went in too deep, right into the part of the bowl, and I was like, oh, "Come on!" Did you go in after it? I I did. You retrieved. I it. had to. I I couldn't just leave it in there. No, you couldn't. You had to do it. <laughs> did you flush at least first? Yes. I flushed uh, and then grabbed. Do you, th- do you think he did? Do you think he did? I don't think he did. Can neither confirm nor deny. <laughs> so you dropped a phone in the toilet. What el- what other ways have you ended the lives of cell phones? I just dro- I got I got butterfingers sometimes. I like to think I got a pretty good ball security, like for football, but I just can't. Sometimes I'm just dropping the rock too much. I need I need to work on my phone security in my yeah. hands. Yeah, when I see uh, people who have a phone without a case on it, just seeing it gives me anxiety because I'm so clumsy with my phone. And I, th- I think in one hand, maybe not putting a case on it would, would force you to be more gentle, would force you to take better care of this product that you've spent hundreds of dollars on. But uh, regardless of how gin- ginger or gentle I am with my phone, I always inevitably drop it. And I like I damaged 
I dropped it like it was a foot off the ground, and I still managed to crack the screen in like the one spot where it was exposed from underneath a screen protector. So, yeah, I can't, I couldn't possibly not have a case. <coughs> Poitras. Um, well, I, I, well, I, I misplaced my phone constantly. I mean, uh, just this week, I was. All and I don't. I had this one bedroom apartment I shared with my wife, and we're. we're I was. Wa- I I was honestly wandering around it for a half hour looking for my phone, and I left it on top of the water heater. Why I did that, no clue. But I let. That's where I left it. Um, so it's a constant search for my phone. I have killed only one phone in my life. Uh, it was a flip phone, a razor. Uh, and I was in high school, and the thing was just not working properly. And out of frustration, I grabbed it, and it was a flip phone, and I just snapped it in half. Just had enough of it. <laughs> like a, you're like you're a, a criminal. You're like disposing yeah. of a burner phone That's when exactly, you're on the run. That's exactly right. I just I, I snapped it in half, and I'm like, well, that was stupid because now I. I can't text anybody or I can't call anybody. So it was out of a fit of rage for, for frustration of it not working properly. And I, you know, I just grabbed it and snapped it. it was the CIA were on your doorstep and you're breaking the phone. Yeah. What about you, Brett? Have, you're pretty responsible mostly with stuff. Yeah. The only, I've never outright lost my phone, but there have been times where I've left it behind in dumb spots. Like uh, I was, I don't know. I took a picture on the first tee at Kingswood. And then I put my phone down and um, I didn't realize until the fifth hole, until the fifth tee that I left my phone on the first tee. And just based, just the way that that course is set up from that point to go back to the clubhouse is, is one of the longest stretches on that golf course. Some of their golf course carts at Kingswood in LaSalle, they, they go, they go fast. That day I did not have one of their fast carts. So I took a very much, I felt like driving Miss Daisy up Kingswood Drive back to the clubhouse. So I ended up having to miss, I don't think I caught back up to the guys until the seventh hole because it took me so long to get go back, get my phone, and then return. And I had to go get it because, like, that course does not, like, most courses will come back past the clubhouse at the turn, as we call it, at the after the ninth hole. That course doesn't. It goes all the way around and around and around, and then you don't come back to the clubhouse until you get to 18. So I'm like, I better go get this thing before someone takes it. Luke Combs needs a a new song. Brett didn't have a fast car. (laughs) Uh, Did you see the performance with him and Tracy Chapman at their Grammys? Absolutely intoxicating is the word. uh, Loren cannot stop watching that video, Brett. She's watching it over and over and over. So tell us about a time you lost your phone, or almost did, for a chance to win some Jets tickets for Wednesday's game. We'll pick a winner at 9.15. Mackling and McGarry, back after a bit of a bout with pneumonia. Many thanks. To Loren McNabb for stepping into the breach for the last three days. I wonder if Loren would have come into work today, like if she had to work from home today based on the roads. Mm. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. it's we, Feel free to let us know. It doesn't sound like it's super bad out there right now, but it was certainly not pleasant. 
That's for sure. And uh, by the way, at 8.05, we're going to hear from the city to find out, you know, what we need to know about any potential cleanup operation for that. And uh, we've also got Jets tickets to give away, so keep those stories coming on a time. You lost your phone, like when Greg left one of his phones behind yesterday. <laughs> and apologies. Like, I was, I texted you yesterday. Oh. I, I had no idea that this was a, a public thing. Like, the, the, the by the time I, I got a hold of you, you'd already been getting harassed about it for a couple of hours. I had, I didn't, I had no idea myself. And uh, like I said, I came back to pick up my phone and Cluche dragged me back into the studio. Oh, we got to talk about this. What do you mean? Oh, we've been talking about it all afternoon. I was completely oblivious. Oh. And then when your kid gets into the car and goes, so you lost your phone, eh? Because <laughs> his grandma, my mother-in-law listens to CJOB from the moment she gets up until the time she goes to bed. And uh, pretty much it's on all the time. So yeah, yeah. Too many people knew about this, and they were actually trying to break into my phone with uh, with passcodes that were not only suggested by Richard or Jim, but by listeners as well. Which oh was my great, gosh! Which is great. Well, wouldn't couldn't wouldn't that possibly like put your phone into some sort of a lockdown? Uh, yeah, I don't know how seriously they were trying because most of the guests were four digit. I got oh, okay. the six digit authentication on my iPhone, so. Okay. Anyway, they had some fun at my expense. No big deal to me. I was uh, blissfully unaware of the circumstances. All right. So, for many, the Super Bowl isn't about football. It is about the halftime show, the food, and, of course, the commercials. So, I'm going to throw some numbers at you here, Brett. Advertisers are paying, and I'm going to say this very particularly in a certain way on purpose, $7 million for a 30-second spot during the game. Wow. Think about that. $14 million a minute. And there will be some minute-long commercials for sure. Uh, Why do they do that? Well, eyeballs, the top 10 television events in U.S. history. Number one, any guesses? I don't know. MASH. Nash is in the top 30. Apollo moon landing. 125 to 150 million viewers. The number 10 most watched television program of all time in America. Richard Nixon's resignation speech. Now, why did I jump from number one to number 10? Because numbers two through nine are all Super Bowl related programming. 23 of the top 30 most watched Television programs in in U.S. history are Super Bowl programming. Uh, Last year's uh, halftime show featuring Rihanna, uh, number two. Now, General Motors is giving us a sneak peek of what to expect Sunday in a Super Bowl ad featuring Dr. Evil. This is from CBS Detroit. The automaker is expected to advertise its electric futures. Dr. Evil sharing a message in support. (laughs) Yeah, Evil is back and even closer now. General Motors giving us yet another sneak peek at what we can expect on Sunday. The automaker is expected to advertise its electric future and has Dr. Evil himself sharing an important message of support. They say the enemy of my enemy is my friend, which means if you're an enemy of climate change, then you and I are besties. 
Of course, I well, you can catch the full advertisement this Sunday during Super Bowl 56. The one I'm hoping to see is uh, I've, there. there's talk that we may finally get a first look at Deadpool 3 with Ryan Reynolds and Hugh Jackman. Seriously? Yeah, that we might Ooh. we might get our first teaser trailer because on Super Bowl, often that's one of the big components is movies and pop culture. And so we there's there's talk of Deadpool three. We might get our first look at the the film adaptation of Wicked. So those are some things that I am excited about. But why are you watching the pre and the post game, the halftime show, Usher, commercials, of course Taylor and Travis. Will they or won't they get engaged? You can bet on that. Oh, yeah, that's right. Uh, Of course, the game, the football game, the food. Do you have other plans? Or betting. Maybe it's the betting. Oh, my gosh. Forgotten word in the national anthem. You can bet on that. Field goal doink. Will a field goal go off the crossbar or the upright? You can bet on that. What color will the Gatorade be? When they dunk it on the winning coach, will any player be ejected and all sorts of other things like the length of the, as you heard in in Sarah's news, the length of the national anthem, all sorts of different, the coin toss, 50-50 proposition. Lots of people seem to like to get in on that, Brett. So it's Mackling and McGarry. We have tickets to give away for dinner and a movie, A Star is Born at the Met. And that is coming up on Wednesday, February 14th. We'll do that in just a couple of minutes' time. But we were just talking about Super Bowl bets, and you can bet on everything, including whether or not the the national anthem will go, like the length of it, I guess. And Reba McIntyre is doing it this year, Greg? Reba, Reba's in, and Tyson Rewicki, after we got off the air there, uh, whispering in our ear emphatically, what, Tyson? Smash the over responsibly, of course, but smash the over on Reba McIntyre. Why? Why do you say this? It sounds as though you have some inside knowledge as to why you would bet that she's going to go over. Do you know the time off the top of your head? Well, I pulled up the line right now is set at 90 and a half seconds. So a minute and a half. Okay. Lines lines been a lot more than that over the past couple of years. And Reba has gone over before on national anthems. She's done and she's done quite a few, actually. And I think with one last performance, people are saying that she's too old. She's washed up. She can't hold the notes anymore. I, I don't think so. I think Reba's going to come out there. She's going to have a Michael Jordan type of comeback. And she's going to shock everyone. And she's going to fly over. She has a point to prove. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. I'm not washed up. I can I can hold my notes longer. Watch this. Exactly. And Watch me now. She's on the voice now, too. Like she's been okay. she's been practicing. She's been getting those vocal cords fired up. And I think she's going to put on a, a huge performance and a and a longer one, too. <laughs> you know a lot about this stuff. <laughs> kind of frightening, right? <laughs> We're also asking you about a time that you left your you lost you lost your phone. At 204-780-6868. What do we got, Craig? This is Ninja Turtles meets Raiders of the Lost Ark. I, I, we don't know if it's uh, Carmen or Jeff texting us uh, this morning because uh, they seem to share a phone now. Maybe it's because they only have one uh, lost phone. I was at Polo Park a number of years ago. At the same time I was opening my car door. I was reading an email on my phone. The edge of the opening door hit my phone, knocking it out of my hand, fell to the ground, bounced once and then fell down an opening in a water drain cover. I peered through the slots and I could see my phone. I went home, picked up a pry bar, 
returned, removed the cast iron cover, climbed down the access ladder. I got to the bottom to find my phone soaking in a few inches of water. Phone was dead, but the SIM card was saved to live another day and in another phone. <laughs> I admire the effort that you went into to to get that phone back because that's got to be one of the most frustrating things when you lose something down in one of those slots. And, you know, like there's got to be a way. Somebody has access. Hello, you know, hello. <laughs> Did you see any red balloons while you were down there? <laughs> so 204-780-6868, we got Jets tickets to give away. Tell us about a time you lost your phone for a chance to win. We'll pick a winner for that at 915. It is Mackling and McGarry. You listen to some music from Rocky Four, and it's going to tie in what we're about to discuss in just a moment. First, congratulations to Mike Kupiak, who picked up tickets for dinner and a movie at the Met to see A Star is Born on Wednesday, February 14th. Valentine's Day, that's a big day. But this Sunday, of course, big day. Super Sunday. Text from Perry and Malachi. Maybe we can get Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey up to a bomber game. Think about that. Of course, the connection to Zach Kalaris. That's right. So in case you missed this from the X-verse last week. The good Zach Kalaris story, man. My boy, that's my guy right there. He was my college quarterback, for those of you that don't know. But uh, we lived together as he was preparing for the uh, combine and everything. He was still uh, under the same house as me, and he left me up to the uh, to the electric bill and the cable bill. And sure enough, he came home uh, after a good workout just trying to put his feet up on the couch. We didn't have any AC or cable, so it was uh, it wasn't a pretty sight. But I made sure I got it fixed by the Travis skipping out on the on the on the electricity and the cable bill kind of messed Zach up. So Brett, you can bet on whether or not Calera so shows up in the box and this connection now. Maybe uh, this is Zach's opportunity to get Travis to make it up to him. Come on up with Taylor for a game in 2024. Oh, boy. That would be huge. You can actually bet. There, there's a spot for you to bet on Zach Kolaris. Yeah, whether or not he'll show up in the box. i got to find out which site you can do that. Somebody uh, told us that <laughs> earlier in the week. That audio, by the way, is from the uh, voice of the BC Lions, who's at Super Bowl. Uh, the, un- the, the underscore real underscore Moj, M-O-J, etc. It's uh, Bob Marjanovic. He's the uh, play-by-play voice in Vancouver for the Lions. All right. So in the meantime, it's Friday just after 7.30. Tyson Ricky, what time does that mean? Oh, I suppose that's apropos we head towards Valentine's Day. The movie didn't, Titanic didn't come out for Valentine's Day, but uh, that was a huge movie on Valentine's Day. My gosh. I think I might have seen it on Valentine's Day. I'd already seen it once, but I wanted to see it again, and I so I was going to take my girl, well, I did take my girlfriend, but in order to secure tickets, this is when you had to go buy them in person. So we, I, I thought, oh, I'll be proactive. I'll go to the box office of Kildonan Place right when it opens at noon. Well, there were 100 other guys who had the same idea. So I was in line for like an hour and a half to buy the tickets, which I, you remember they weren't assigned seats. So then in order to get half-decent seats, you had to sh- we, I was, we were there like two and a half hours early for that thing. Yeah, so that cost you seven hours of your life 
all told, travel time, in-line time. I did the same thing at Portage Place. Yeah? Yeah. <laughs> and, of course, the movie is well over three hours <laughs> yeah. long. So. It's like a whole day. Yeah, but uh, it was a good day. Uh, so we want, normally we tell you what's new at the movies. There are a couple of things happening at the movie theaters, and we can get into that in a moment. But wanted to, to just chat with Greg and chat with you about this because we learned late last week that Carl Weathers has died at the age of 76. That news came out on Friday. So on Friday night, I went back to hang out with one of his best characters ever. I want all of America, I want the whole world to see me destroy this man after two short rounds. Because after this fight, he's going to have to donate what's going to be left of his body to science, but there won't be much. That I can guarantee you. Rocky, 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 what do you think about the fight taking place in the spectrum? Well, I'm very happy about that. Why? Well, it's only about 10 minutes from my house. <laughs> Apollo, a lot of people say that you lost the first fight, a victim of the Southpaw Jinx. Did fighting a left-hander throw you off? Southpaw Jinx, nothing. Last time I took the fight too lightly and this man was just plain lucky. But this time, this time you all will see the real Apollo Creed. The whole world's going to see the real Apollo Creed. Lightning fast and hard to catch. No playing, no jiving, just business. Oh, right. Right. Apollo Creed and Rocky Balboa in Rocky Two. And I rewatched Rockies one through three. They're all on Crave, and uh, I didn't watch Rocky four because I had already just rewatched it like a week before. You were just we just played a clip like ten days ago, yeah, from that film, yeah, because we did. I, we I watched the movie, and then we did a whole thing. Who was the villain of your childhood? That, that's kind of haunting a little bit. Yeah. I, anyway, we don't need to go down that road. It was a little eerie. Uh, so I had re-watched re Rocky Four, and then I rewatched the, those Rocky movies. And I think Carl Weathers, who, by the way, you mentioned the BC Lions yes. in their, their previous moment with the, the Kelsey stuff. Carl Weathers played for the Lions? Number 55, played 18 games with the Lions over three seasons. I think it was 70, 71, 72. He also played for the Oakland Raiders. So he was a professional athlete, which obviously helped him immensely uh, in those Rocky films, right? He already had the physique. He already had the athleticism to pull it off. And clearly he had the chops. I can only imagine what kind of trash talker he was on the field. And that's not his only connection to Vancouver. He was in a short-lived TV series that was filmed there as well called Street Justice, you'll remember uh, Jackson Davies from the Beachcombers. He was in that. Eric McCormick was in that. And uh, my buddy was telling me on Friday night, we were out and he goes, I met Carl Weathers when they were filming that show in Vancouver. He signed my skateboard. Really? Yeah. Oh, that's neat. So, yeah, Apollo Creed, I, I just, uh, there are a couple of things I wanted to point out. First of all, I think Carl Weathers as Apollo Creed is one of the most perfect, perfectly cast characters ever and by the way when he did his audition apparently he got the job because he kind of made a mistake because he did sorry he, he did the so he's reading through the script he's reading the scene with sylvester stallone yeah. he didn't know stallone was the writer and he didn't know stallone was the star so <laughs> whether says probably I'd, I'd do better if you gave me a real actor to work with and stallone liked it He's like, that's something Apollo Creed would say. So that's how he got the role. I had no idea. That's great tidbit, Brett. I'm writing that one down. I'm taking that one to the cocktail party tonight. But one of the things, too, that, and I was thinking about this, when we did the, the subject that 
Ivan Drago was the villain of my childhood because he took out Apollo Creed. But I was sort of one of the reasons why I wanted to go back and watch these movies was to reflect on, like, why did that impact me so much? Because Rocky, of course, is the hero of the saga, but Apollo Creed was one of my favorite characters. I think the reason why is, and I didn't realize this when I was a kid, but Apollo's trajectory, he starts off not so much as the villain, but he's he's the obstacle. He's the antagonist. Oh, he, fair. I would have called him the villain, but you're, yes, okay, fair enough. Because well, he's like, because he, he he's Rocky's opponent, and in that second one, he wanted he was out for blood, but then in Rocky three, he reaches out a helping hand yep. and becomes a friend and a mentor, and same thing in Rocky four. They're they're good friends, so. I think I learned more from, way more from Apollo Creed than I realized that it's okay to give someone a second chance or a second look that people can change or that people are more complicated than, than you know, good, evil, bad, or, you know, black or white or whatever. Like, this is a, this is a, a fully fleshed out man who had many layers to him. We only saw one, and I, I just decided to keep my blinders on. That's how it could have stayed, but... Yeah, so that was that was an important thing for me to to put together, and I would also say this: I think the fact that uh, he was not a leading man is a crime. Dude to his handsome, he was super fit. He had the. I still think Carl Weathers in Rocky Four is like the best. That's like the cinematic gold standard for physique on screen. He looked like a superhero before superhero movies were even a thing. And the fact that he wasn't a leading man, I suspect it's just because of the timing, because he was black, and it was the late 70s and early 80s. He did get his own movie, Action Jackson, but it wasn't, uh, I don't think it was all that big of a hit. Kind of and, a clunker. And it's uh, is it unfortunate? I think it is a little bit that there's a, an entire generation or two that remember him from Happy Gilmore. Yeah. Sort of as a as a sidebar, as a as as a clown. Really, to a certain extent, a foil, right? Yeah, yeah, and that that that's that's too bad because I think you're right. A tremendous uh, individual, so many reasons to to admire and and love Carl Weathers. And even recent, well, he was also in Arrested Development, and he was in The Mandalorian. If you ever hear anybody say Mando, that's because his character they gave that character that nickname. And I guess they they had to switch these fan duel ads they've been running with Gronk, right? Because Carl Weathers is in those, or was in those ads, leading up to the Super Bowl. That's right. He come, pulls up, get in, in the golf cart. Yeah. Gee, didn't even, yeah, gee whiz. So, that sucks. Uh, but if you want to watch those movies and revisit Apollo Creed, one of the greatest characters of all time, the Count of Monte Fisto, you can find all of those movies <laughs> On Crave. By the way, did you watch the first episode of Curb Your Enthusiasm? Absolutely did. There were a couple of jokes and a couple of storylines that were like, yeah, this is a mm, kind of done already. But even those I found funny because only Larry David can do things the way Larry David does. I know that's sort of redundant, but I enjoyed, I would say, every minute of it. Yeah, same here. Super funny. So that's Sundays on HBO, and you can also find that on Crave. I'll just quickly tell you, there are two movies out this weekend. There's one called Lisa Frankenstein, which is a movie from a filmmaker named Diablo Cody, not getting the best reviews. And Disney is releasing Turning Red. It's a cartoon about a girl who turns into a giant red panda. And if that sounds familiar, that's because it came out two years ago. 
It was supposed to be in theaters, but pandemic, so they put it on Disney Plus. So now Disney is re-releasing a couple of the the movies that they only released on Disney Plus in theaters. Turning Red is one of them. If you have Disney Plus and you haven't already watched The Bear, do yourself a favor. It's fantastic. Couch Potatoes podcast is available at cjob.com or you can listen on Saturday at noon and Sunday at noon on 680 CJOB. Mackling and McGarry, Tyson Ruicki and Master Control for Jeff Fortier today. And Greg Mackling, it's Friday, which means someone's in studio with us. It's the irreplaceable, the irrefutable number one face and voice of morning television in Winnipeg, (laughs) the anchor of Global News Morning. Seen weekdays, Monday through Friday, 6 a.m. till 9 a.m. The smiling <laughs> voice, the smiling face of Gabrielle Marchand on CKND Television, Channel 9, Cable 12. A very kind introduction. I just want to clarify that lovely intro was not backed up by hard stats and data, but I do appreciate you it. You wrote it. I assumed that you, <laughs> that you had stats and data to make it up. I'll give back you that 20 up. bucks later. Okay, thank you. Okay. I need it. So uh, I was away most of the week. Of course, I was here on Monday and then home Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. One of the things that you discussed, though, GMAC had to do with, I guess there was a like a survey of Canadian language and the pronunciations pronunciations at IRCA. See, once again, right? Uh, we were talking just leisure, leisure, uh, data, data. We just yeah. did it there. Uh, pronunciation, pronunciation. It's not wrong. It's just how you say it. And one or two Winnipeg City Street pronunciations may have come up. Okay. Oh my goodness, yes. And the one, you know, Lajemodier versus Lajemodier popular debate. Um, but the one for me is Plinquette versus Plinquette. And oh. if you go on the street, it's in St. Boniface. And if you go to the street sign at Archibald. St. Boniface? There we go. Near Desmurons or Desmurons <laughs> is not far. At, at, point is the street sign says P-I-L-N-Q-U-E-T. Oh. Most of us, most of Winnipeg, hey. say Plinquette. Oh, Plinquette. Well, Barb from Enola says, years ago, Plinquette was Plinquette. Several businesses used Plinquette on their invoices. Ulian, in fact, sent me a picture of a business on Plinquette. Plinquette. <laughs> right on the building. That was their address. Street signs at Archibald spelled with a G. And at Mission, Barb says, with a Q. In oh. city office, the original map has an eraser mark on the letter G. Is still written in. Still remains a mystery and controversy over the correct spelling. So we don't actually, like, the, what is the, the actual street sign? Say, is it with a G? Barb saying at one end of it, it's a G, and at one point on the other end, it was a Q. Oh. That is weird. Very confusing. Because I know that there is there is one building on that street. Because if I'm, if I'm on that street, it's because I'm going to take that first right that eventually goes up to Dougald. Yes. Where I can cut and then just take Dougald all the way into Transcona. But there's one business where there are building where there are two businesses side to side, same building. And one of them, the address is Plinquette, and the na- the other one is says Plinquette. <laughs> this is a whole city confused. Hey, we've got we've got other street naming protocol uh, misfortunes and and misfires. Uh, this one might be at the top of the list, though. My this goodness. this this is wild to me. 
Any, pron- any pronouncers that drive you bonkers there, Gabby? I think lots. I mean, bear in mind that I'm from Saskatchewan and I still say both instead of both with my Saskatchewan accent. One more time? Both. My like mom there's brought an it L up. there? Like it's a bowl, but it's both. I know. It's it's a struggle. It's a daily struggle I don't, for me. I've never picked that up from you. My mom brought it up. She's like, who raised you? Why are you saying both? Both of them. Both of them. I'm working on it. I'm can, working for Can progress. you say closing? Closing. Closing. How about Pl- Post. Post. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I've I've been done, you know, just stuffing it down over the years. What do you wear every day? Clothes? How do you say that? Clothes. It's just both. I don't know where it came from. It's weird. But uh prestigious, prestigious, which is the right one. I struggle with that one. Any word I don't know if it's one is right and one is one wrong. It's one? just a preference. Also, I struggle with the word colon. Did I say it right? Colon? Depends yeah. in what Capacity. What are you talking about? The punctuation or the body part? Yeah, the body part. And then also organ, Oregon. What, you know? Oregon? I have a panic attack every time I read these words on the news. Like the word organ. Organ, Oregon. Do people say Oregon? Well, if you're talking about the state of Oregon, or is it Oregon? Oregon. (laughs) This is my question. I've been there and I don't... don't really know. It's, really? Bo- it's I have a buddy both of them. Lived in Portland. <laughs> hey. It's both. Is that it's what you said? Both of them. <laughs> Sorry. Perfect. Keep, keep going, Portland. Talk to me about those food trucks. Uh, oh, best. Mm. Love Portland. Okay, so yesterday you left your phone behind. Greg, I understand. Was it Tuesday? Yes. You left your your pass card. Yeah, at home. Got in the parking lot, and I'm thinking, who can I call? Who can I rely upon to come and get me? Never me. Gabby (laughs) is at the bottom of the list because she doesn't look at her phone in the morning. And then Clay Young, he is beyond hit and miss. And then the one time he agreed to come help me out, he went to the wrong place, completely (laughs) misinterpreted the instruction. Well, just as I'm about to send a text message to Marissa Turton, she walks out the door. Perfect. To her car. I'm like, I I was just about to call you. Serendipity. It's, it's, it's like an angel had appeared as if from nowhere. <laughs> and she saved the day. She had forgotten her work phone at home, had to go home and get it. I was the benefactor. She gave me her extra. She has an extra key. Oh. Pass key, by the way. She multiple keys? Yeah, yeah. She's smart. Wow. Anyway, so there you go. There's, there's the entomology of that conversation. So who's your Hail Mary? My workplace angel is Greg Mackling. So even though I keep my phone on silent and don't ever answer his text to let him in, he, last winter when my battery was continually dying, boosted my car, I kid you not, at least six times. He was keeping one of those battery boosters in his car. Just for you. He would drive me to my place (laughs) in the exchange district and boost my car. So I don't deserve him. Real quick here, you guys, it's National Pizza Day. Did you know that? Pineapple or not? That's the big question. Pineapple or not? No. No. Never. What? Never. No. Never. It's awful. Thank you. Tyson music. We got to get out. But uh, yeah, that's awful. Good to know about National Pizza Day, though. Yeah, I hope both of you have a great National <laughs> Pizza Day. I'm, I'm done now. <laughs> Gabrielle Marchand is on weekday morning, 6 a.m. to 9 a.m. on Global Winnipeg. Always a pleasure, Gabby. Thank you for joining us. It's Mackley and McGarry for a chance to win Jets tickets for Wednesday, Valentine's Day, San Jose in town. We're asking you to tell us about a time you lost your phone. Runner-up story here. Listener says, I occasionally dig graves. One time after everyone attending left the grade side ceremony, I filled in the hole with a backhoe. 
No sooner had a, I finished, a woman came back searching for her phone using Find My iPhone, stands directly on the grave and says, I think it's right here. Oh, my. I was like, sorry, lady, I'm not digging that back up. If your phone is down there, it is resting in peace. And she was adamant, he says, but I held my ground. Lo and behold, we found the phone a short distance away. Oh, seriously? Yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. That is a fantastic story. That's a huge, like, the the audacity to, to suggest that somebody's yes. freshly buried gravesite be that, disturbed so you can mm, find your phone. Desecration, maybe. Yeah. Borderline, right? Uh, that's, yeah. Yeah. And yeah. glad it all worked out. Yep. But our winner, Greg, is Steven, who's got quite the tale. Okay, so am I reading this out of our text machine, or have you got it somewhere else? Because I can't see if, it, if it's somewhere else. Uh, I did not load it. Okay, very good. Okay, just wanted to make sure. Almost lost my phone without knowing it. story. Was driving my son to Vancouver to start his college just after Christmas. This was just a couple of months ago. Headed out from Winnipeg to get to Calgary in the first day. Stopped in Medicine Hat for dinner. After dinner, decided to go to the Dairy Queen for a snack before continuing on to Calgary. Rather than pay cash, we use a credit card to tap at the takeout window. I dropped the card at the takeout window and actually thought I had dropped it into the slot where the window goes down, like in your vehicle, which would have been disastrous, but was hoping it fell outside the car and onto the ground. It was dark, so I had to pull forward in the drive through lane to open my door and get out of the car and use my phone flashlight to search the ground where I thought I had dropped it. Do you want to take it from here, Brett? Steven says I could not find it, and I did not want to hold up the line at the drive through so I hurried back to my open car door to get back in and clear the lane. To make matters worse, the server poked her head out through the drive-thru window to help me search the ground, and her headset fell off. So it fell out the window and onto the ground. Needless to say, lots of scrambling around as I returned from my car to get her headset and give it back to her, and I could not ultimately find my card on the ground. It was too dark in the parking lot to search inside the car, which was my last option, as to where the card fell. So we drove a couple of blocks to a gas station where there was better lighting. Once there, I found the credit card wedged between the door and the driver's seat on the car floor. Woohoo! Crisis averted. Right. I decide we may as well top up the fuel now instead of waiting until Calgary since we are already at the gas station. It is only when I finish up paying at the pump and getting back into the car that I notice the light shining from the roof of the car, Greg. Yep, my phone was sitting on the car roof with the flashlight still on. I'd put it there when I went to retrieve the server's fallen headset without even thinking about it. It had survived the short drive to the gas station without falling off, but odds are excellent that if I simply had gotten back into my car, not fueled up there, that my cell phone would have flown off the car at 100 kilometers per hour somewhere down the Trans-Canada Highway between Medicine Hat and Calgary in the dark of night. And I wouldn't have ever even noticed it was gone until we'd have used it to search for a street address in Calgary. More of the story, you are not you when you are hungry. <laughs> Snickers is right. This should be a Snickers commercial. <laughs> Stephen, that's quite the picture you painted. Thank you very much for sharing that. So Stephen gets the Jets tickets. We have more tickets to give away on Monday and Tuesday. And that once again, that is for the game on Valentine's Day 
with the Sharks in town. Uh, congratulations as well, by the way, to Julie DeGroote, who picked up tickets for the symphony, WSO, Cirque Symphonique, coming Sunday, February 25th. And also just a heads up that uh, Jets at Noon also has tickets to give away today, Monday, and Tuesday for Wednesday's game. I now want to tell you how they never left. But for the last several weeks, it seemed as though the Winnipeg Blue Bombers were going to have to pick one or the other. On Tuesday news, most Bomber fans thought impossible. Both Brady Oliveira and Dalton Schoen signing new contracts to remain in the fold. My decision process was what's going to be the best spot for me. And that's a, that's a combination of a lot of things, you know, with the the organization, the, is it going to be a successful team? And then there's also that financial component to it. And so it's probably, there's different weights to all those things um, based off your personal thoughts on it all. And so for me, it was all about, yeah, making, making that best decision for me. And so that's what I did. The blue bombers pulling a Thanksgiving surprise equivalent as the Jets did back in 2023, October 10th, when they announced they had signed both Mark Scheifele and Connor Hellebuck to uh, matching contracts. I think in terms of the Blue Bombers, this may be very similar. Voice of the Blue Bombers is Derek Taylor joining us now. DT, can we uh, make the equivalency there? I, I think so. I mean, this this is probably a surprise. Uh, just like that one, we thought, okay, well, those two Jets guys, that's that's going to be a problem there. But they're both gone. There had been the rumors around Connor Hellebuck for some time, and fans here were, oh, we could let Shifley go too and just do a rebuild. I, I think a lot of people, including myself, thought, I, I don't see how they signed Dalton Schoen. I just don't see how they can possibly do it. Uh, but here they are. They're both back for 2024 and for Brady for 2025 as well. So, yeah, it was a, it was a pretty great week for the Bombers. Did Dalton shown in that clip sort of cover off what most free agents, the process that most free agents go through when deciding where they're going to sign, whether it's for a year or longer? I think so. I we we often do things like, well, I'm going to go where the money is, right? As fans, we kind of think, well, he's going to go where the money is. And I assumed, you know, the top paid receiver in the league last year made over three hundred thousand dollars, and there's no reason to me Dalton Schoen shouldn't be right near that. So some teams came at him pretty hard with some pretty big uh, money. But I mean, people and the people will praise Dalton for how oh, he took less money to come back, and I. I reserve myself from doing that because there are other things important to people than money, right? There's the place you work at at their level, at Dalton Schoen's level. It's can you win a championship? Those end up being quite important in rings and chances to celebrate it at uh, parades with your shirt off in the middle of winter, stuff like that, right? So uh, Dalton kind of looks at the whole place piece and goes, "Uh, I could be on a four-win team and make a bunch of money, just me speaking hypothetically, or I could go back to the place I know that's set up to work great for me as a player and set me up for future success. And we're probably the favorites in the West to win the title again in 2024. So, uh, yeah, he kind of looks at the whole scope. It's not just how big will my paycheck and my signing bonus be. It'll be uh, what's everything in my working life and decided that Winnipeg was a place to be. Brandon Alexander also re-signed this week. So that feels like a big deal, too. Yeah, absolutely, because uh, just looking at the roster right now, that's one fewer spot they have to fill with a rookie or a new person. 
right? Uh, getting Dalton Schoen back, getting Brady Oliveira back, you gave him a raise. It ate up most of the increase in the salary cap, but getting Dalton Schoen back essentially, in my mind, cost them uh, Jamarcus Hardrick and Jackson Jeffcoat. Two veterans had to go to get him back. But Brandon Alexander comes back. You go, okay, there's a guy who we know what he can do. He's been with the organization for as long as anybody as an original free agent. So that's one, that's one fewer spot you have to fill, right? You've got to fill uh, a cornerback spot, a couple on the defensive line, a couple on the offensive line. But uh, you know that the guy in the middle, uh, Dietrich Nichols, Brandon Alexander, Evan Holm, Adam Big Hill, right down the middle, the defense is going to be as solid as it was in 2023. So DT, we, we spoke about Hardrick earlier in the week and we shared our feelings uh, about what it is uh, as a football player, we will miss about Hardrick, who was a nominee for Western uh, Division Most Outstanding Lineman this past year. The fact that he's going to Saskatchewan, I think for both, both of us, salt in the wound. Yep. And the fact that Jamarcus is such a great guy and represented the Blue Bombers, uh, you know, so well. But an honorary Winnipegger, without a doubt. Hardrick has committed to Re- uh, Regina, as far as we know. Houston, um, boy, Calgary's paying him. Rumored to be two seventy five, like over over two years, yeah, over two years. Oh, I'm yeah. like, oh my gosh, like they're not paying that guy. I, of all due respect to Mario Houston, he had a great year last year, but we've spoken about this on the podcast. Like one of the reasons he had the interception numbers that he did is because quarterbacks felt comfortable throwing in his direction, right? Yeah, absolutely, and you saw that more than a few examples, right? And if you look back, looking back at the interceptions, like they weren't freebies. There were, there were guys, there are guys who, you know, they get 10 interceptions in a season because they're playing zone coverage and the quarterback throws them the ball. Like sometimes it's literally that easy. Demario Houston, that pick against Calgary that won the game in Calgary, he has to jump around, boom, get in there, score. His interception against Calgary here in Winnipeg, he leaps out of his shoes, makes a fantastic, makes a great read, make, leaps out of his shoes to get a fortunate overthrow takes that one away. Week 1 against Winnipeg, or pardon me, against Hamilton. Bowley by Mitchell's rolling out to the left and DeMario goes, "I know where he's going to throw this ball. The receiver didn't go there, only DeMario did." Beautiful. Tiptoeing interception on the sideline. You go, "Those were real interceptions." Him getting busted by uh by coverage and falling for double moves and things like that. Uh getting a little too aggressive in the Labor Day game in Saskatchewan. And on second and four, second and 14 from Saskatchewan's four gives it a 64 yard catch and run. You go, yeah, I, I can, I can see if, if, a, if a coach went, ah, you know what? I don't, I think we can replace him and we don't have to pay him that much money over two years. I, I could see why, why the bombers came to that Calgary gets a guy who forced a lot of turnovers, yep. but uh, I could see why the bombers might go. Yeah. You know what? I think we can, I think we can find another way. Okay, we're going to ask you what the weekend looks like in a second here because there's sort of a cooling off period before we get to Tuesday. Um, you mentioned, so Hardrick, Houston, and you mentioned Jackson Jeffcoat. I mm. haven't seen anything that ties Jeffcoat to any other team at this point unless you have and I've just missed it. Uh, Jeffcoat, can you give us a couple other names that Blue Bomber fans might be kind of uh, sad about suiting up for other teams come 2024? Yeah, and so we haven't heard anything on Jeff Coat. We just know that he was going to get to free agency, and now he'll have some uh, decisions to make. But no, I haven't seen any rumors involving him either. Um, what about Rashid Bailey? There's one open spot as a starting receiver last year. Rashid Bailey took 
quite a bit less than he was offered by Calgary. What does Rashid want to do for 2024? Uh, how big a deal was Sergio Castillo to this team and to the psyche of the fan base for 2023, right? Sergio is uh, still on the market and a spot at left guard because uh, Jeff Gray, Manitoba's finest, University of Manitoba, uh, is still unsigned. They they would have an option to go with, say, a Liam Dobson or Scoot uh, Tui Ellie out to that left guard spot had they wanted to. But uh, there's, there's a few to look for. And, oh, uh, how important ha- to, uh, to us enjoying the game has uh, Janarian Grant been? Well, Janarian Grant is still a, a free agent. We haven't seen it much on him. I, I lean to, if we haven't heard anything for some guys, it's good news because the Bombers keep everything on the down low. But uh, just as I look at it, seven roster spots plus a returner are still, uh, still open for the Bombers and need to be filled. Before we let you go, Derek, I'm just curious. I mean, some of these signings have been huge, obviously, and I'm just wondering, are they the kind of signings that the the rest of the league will sort of sit up and take notice? Like to, to the fact that they Bombers are able to re-sign Brady and Dalton, for example, uh, which caught a lot of people off guard. Is that something that the league is like as though the league's been put on notice? I think they they look at this offense and go, okay, well, it's going to be a problem again if these guys are all healthy, right? Sean Lawler and Dembski are three of the ten best receivers in the CFL, and they all play for the same team. People, and then Brady Oliveira, his season last last year, he just crushed defense last year, so they will absolutely take notice of that. I think the Bombers are are getting at least a a, a nationwide uh, attention pass because Saskatchewan is bringing in all of these star players. They're really working free agency hard, and I think they're drawing a lot of attention, and people are maybe also sympathizing with Toronto, who is losing everybody. Like Everybody who led them to 16-2 and two in the playoffs last year uh, is leaving. So I, I just think they're not the Bombers aren't getting national attention because there are two other giant stories that are happening around us, but yeah, people know People know that the number one offense is back as it was in 2023. All right. We look forward to Tuesday, I think, with a tiny bit of trepidation, but also some excitement. Uh, maybe the Bombers also pull a rabbit out of their hat. Who knows what uh, what name we haven't discussed ends up in blue and gold. That's not a prediction, just a thought. And uh, Derek Taylor, I know we'll be uh, hearing from you quite a bit next week as uh, Blue Bombers CFL free agency uh, the official signing period begins. I think it's at 11 o'clock our time on Tuesday. That is correct. And the 48 hours before that, uh, players stopped talking to other teams and guys like Jeff Coat could only negotiate with the Bombers in that 48 hours. All right, Derek Taylor, the voice of the Winnipeg Blue Bombers. Thank you for joining us, sir. Have a good weekend. Thank you.